0: Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. We are coming to you in the midst of this late second half of the Euros uh final. We'll try to keep you updated as we're recording, but uh it's just me, one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez Severilla, and of course my my friend and uh my Wait, do you have peaches? No, what is it that you have? Apricots. Apricot. Apricots. Yep. Apricot-infused. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> silver brand,
1: yeah, yeah. That's that's a good intro. I have nothing to say. They're very true. We actually tried. Um, so I did three different infusions, since you brought it up. Um, kind of like limoncello style, just soaking the fruit in different hard alcohols. Yeah. I, did, I did a vodka, a tequila, and a brandy. Just, brandy, just kind of... Ex- who- which one tasted the best yes good question so i I had i think i think you know christopher Onyango. he came over and we did like a little taste test yesterday and it was a little hard to uh it was a little hard so we had a little accident over here um to uh to pick up some of the nuances but we decided the uh Brandy, I think, is the one that's winning right now. I
0: was gonna, I was gonna guess that, yeah. Yeah. I think brandy goes well with 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 fruits. Um, you know, I'd i if you have any grape-based liquor, I think that would work as well too. So.
1: So now the, the idea is, like, I was going to do the three as an experiment, and then maybe I'll do a larger batch now that we, it seems like the brandy is the is the winner. But the other ones are all fine, too. They're all good. Um, I made uh, apricot simple syrup to go along with it, too. So you just mix those things up, put them on the rocks, and Jeez. it's good stuff.
0: How do you make apricot simple? No, that's that's going to have to be, like, uh It's the a same Adrian.
1: as... Yeah, I mean, Wes would be able to, to tell you it's the exact same recipe as he or anybody else does. You just throw in the apricots. Uh, okay. Cook it down and yep, you're done. It's really, really yeah. simple.
0: My, my recipe is I go to the liquor store and I buy simple syrup. That's my recipe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we've got all the brews still going. I, I probably got at least 15 pounds frozen for the winter, so I'll probably be brewing those apricots throughout the entire winter or using them for whatever. I mean, we made the bread and we made the jams. Um, my wife yeah, made salsa, fair. which was like incredible. So yeah. apricot salsa was was phenomenal, so basically substituting the apricots for the uh the tomatoes whoo delicious that's good that's you know. good How About you 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 were doing some coaching
0: yeah, so i got um i've been um I was asked to do the coaching um these next two weeks for captain's practice at Como and um I've really enjoyed myself. Too much watching these young ladies pass the ball we've done a lot of possession we did a lot of things i also was helping coach the tc soul como team and um i think they got ended up getting second and third the last year game against lobos and the last against i got skills but man this is fun just watching girls play like everyone else play it's good uh, shout out to tc so mario which i gotta i gotta bring in um um, um, Talked to Kyle as well, too, but other people that were showing up, just, just community folks. Um, shout out to Dogwood. They had free coffee every time, like iced coffee with like oat milk, if you That's want. So it's cold press. So I was like, oh, yeah, every time. And the kids were doing their community service and like they, they filled bags. Um, this is in North? No, this is actually over at Johnson, Johnson, ah. Johnson High School. Because they're the ones they got the two courts no one really uses. And so... Uh. That would be a, that's a pretty cool thing to do. And so, um, yeah, no, uh, today was the championship kind of like last day, but it was. It, I think it was overall a really fun experience. My kids are competitive, so they weren't too happy with the results. But overall, I think this is a good measure leading up to the high school season. So we'll see. How this is uh,
1: what what age group, are You what? High school. Oh, that's high school. OK, mm-hmm. very cool. Uh,
0: yeah. And then also, um, what else? Issa's been really busy. Uh, not only has she been coaching, but now she's uh, she's part of the Equal Time Soccer family.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw that. We put that up on the IG. Good for her. Parabéns, Issa. Felicitaciones.
0: Yeah. yeah. Her article. Now she's going to be writing the U.S., uh, no, I'm sorry, not the U.S., the, the Tommy's women's soccer team. So that should be interesting because you know who plays on that team?
1: plays on that team.
0: All she does is win. Oh, is that right? Okay, very cool. Mariah Wynn plays on that team.
1: How's any any injury report is, is she uh back at it or rehabbing or do we know? We I don't know.
0: Uh no, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure once uh Matt and Mark have a conversation with these as to what she has access to. <laughs> uh that'll be be. Who knows, maybe I'll be doing some co. Code oh yeah, gets
1: to get, get, get yeah. some Minnesota football show exclusives. We can do we yeah. can do some uh, some co-productions.
0: She's, she's excited. She you know, great. Um, so yeah, she's, she's going off to Hamlin to do more writing. Um, I thought her piece was really really, really solid.
1: But um, Let, let's, uh, let's get an ISA. Let's get an ISA. Uh, Maya Win uh, combo up up in here live on the Minnesota football show. That'd be fun. We'll, we'll
0: try. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll 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 see what we'll see what we have available. But no, that'd be fun just to get Isa and, yes. and all the other stuff. And I, I know she wants to cover some of the local high school stuff that doesn't get us cover. And I suggest that, you know cover TC Soul in your experience. I think that's one of the things that that that's also um, we we all talked about. But yeah, I mean cool. busy. Yeah, I didn't think it'd be that busy. You know, happy Bill 28 de julio for all the other peruvians besides me that listen to this podcast which usually it's just me so <laughs> but but yeah, yeah no, um, we're, we're ready to um do some belated celebrations at my house this weekend so, so cool we'll look into that but um yeah let's go ahead and uh let's go we got you know i well i don't i just spent so long start with open cup
1: it. yeah 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 yeah, let's do so open cup stuff. Open cup is it. they're into the final now, and uh we can talk about these these last two semifinal matches. So Orlando and New York Red Bulls played, and Orlando kind of just pedaled to the metal on this one. I didn't expect them honestly to win that Red Bull would take it, and they did not. Five to one, pretty definitive win there. Um yeah. There you go. So they are a finalist. And then on the other side, the most interesting one, I think, in my opinion, you had the lone USL squad of Sacramento Republic hosting Sporting KC. So they went to Sacramento and evenly matched balanced game uh, ends nil nil goes the dual extras all the way to pens and Sac Republic pulls it off uh, five to four is your is your penalty shootout score so Sacramento Republic survive? So we have uh, I think this is is this the first ever USL MLS uh, U.SOC final?
0: I think it, it, uh, you know we'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure that it is. Uh, yeah,
1: if, if it's not, there's probably only been like one more in history. That yeah. usually doesn't happen like this.
0: It could be like a former MLS, you know, a new uh, MLS team that was played in the USL. So mm-hmm. it could be one mm-hmm. of those. But I'm not extremely sure. We don't have Bridget to check our work (laughs) we don't have have
1: our fact checker (laughs) watch out trains off the tracks (laughs) yeah yeah so
0: everything we say is a fallacy until (laughs) until proven later so Uh, so,
1: uh i'm so excited though for this man i love it i love it that there's USL representation and that it is this team. Like you think about the narrative of of Sac Republic too, where they were supposed to enter uh, MLS and then their funders pulled out. So it got like delayed. It's like I had to stick around, which is fine, but they just keep dominating and stay consistent in USL. there's a bunch of formal former uh, MLS players on the squad that, you know, know how to deal with MLS teams clearly because they've beaten three of them and uh, beautiful. I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it's great for the sport. I think it's great for the tournament. And that's one of these things that you always always look for, like in these type of tournaments, is like if someone can grind it out and someone can put the effort and someone wants it more than the other team, it'll, it'll show. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, we experienced that. And so we'll see how that works out. Um, for Sacramento Republic. But yeah, I mean, Orlando took it seriously in a sense, right? I think that's that's one thing but i think it's an amazing final i think it will do wonders for sacramento to be in a final and um Kidding. i mean that's what soccer is right football is yep. football. football
1: football is, is life
0: um, <laughs> yeah and, and you don't know what's going to happen from from one game to the other so you just got to play
1: that final will be september 7th that's september that is the brazilian independence day in fact and our uh, comrade umar's birthday as well so Everything, everything's happening on September 7th, Rodrigo. (laughs) Be a good one. Um, Minnesota United played a match yesterday. It was, it was a weird match. Uh, Yeah,
0: you were there, right?
1: I was there. It was, it was was just strange. It was strange. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about a little bit about the TIFO. It was the pride match. And uh, did this really beautiful TIFO listeners. If you haven't seen it, just check the uh, Wonderwall and Dark Cloud socials. full rainbow flag across the wonderwall in different stripes and then the center said this game belongs to all of us um i was on the far left and i ended up kind of having to take charge of one of the blue streamers um they did a really good job getting it up but then it became really clear that nobody knew what they were doing to get it back down like once it kicked off so like you know not that i'm like the the master of tifo I've, i've just done these more than a few times i'd have a little bit of experience and i was like okay we got like 20 seconds to get this thing down before you know it, it becomes an issue and 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 getting it down was uh, significantly more challenging than getting it up so i had to kind of like get in there and start task managing a little bit but uh it was awesome it, it ended up looking at the
0: pitch should have been like everyone throw the throw the tiff on the pitch
1: well it, it's funny you mentioned that because it kind of started to go in that direction but Obviously we didn't want it to land across the, l- the wall, so then it became okay, they're just gonna throw it. So I was catching it as they were throwing it and balling it up to make sure that it landed in between the space between the uh, you know, the walking area between the wall and us and the pitch. Cause yeah, that would have been another issue if it would have just landed in the middle of the pitch. That would have been bad. That would have been awesome. <laughs> like, you say the- awesome, the- I say bad. <laughs> you
0: imagine it like if this, this this game belonged to all of us banners like Draped over the goal.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, at, at that moment, uh, DSC was there, so I don't, I don't think he would have appreciated it that much. <laughs> covered in a banner. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was it's beautiful. Um, check it out. Uh, well done, once again, Dark Clouds and everybody involved. Wonderwall. It, it looked great. It was awesome. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about this game. What a weird, weird match. Um, boy. I I had barely gotten settled and uh, I kind of looked up and I saw Blanco basically charging uh, just to the right of me. I was just left of goal there. Um, Really close, actually. I I was only about maybe 10 feet from the actual pitch. And the next thing I know, I, I I I see the ball like swooshing through the net. I'm like, what just happened? Like we hadn't even started the. Uh, I mean, it was. Oh, pretty when the lose, we hadn't even started the chant, Rodrigo. When the was... goals yes. start pouring in. Yes, thirty seconds, man, thirty seconds, and Portland just like gut punched this team, totally asleep. Go ahead. I don't know if you, if you have any no, comment. No, no I, it was it was
0: pretty it was pretty play. It was a pretty play, and. I think one of the things that that um, we've always been talking is we need we when we face a team to test our back line with speed or just movement, it it takes us a while to figure it out. And I think Moreno, gosh, he was a headache for the Loons from the very beginning. Yeah, he MTO. was. And you could totally tell like you missed you missed um, you missed uh, Will Trap in the middle. Trap. Mm. I think uh, Ariaga is not a six. Rosales is more of a six. I think. Ariaga is just physical. He can get the ball out. He can get a good touch of the ball and a long ball. I think he's good at that. But him and Lude it's just a a a combination of, like, who's really want to go forward, who's really want to stay back, and it's just not a lot of movement in in that area when it comes defensively. And it was known. I mean, we knew. I mean, Sebastian Blanco is finally healthy, at least half a leg or well, one full leg healthy.
1: Um, I mean, he looked super healthy in this match. Yeah, he looked very and,
0: good. And I mean we always look forward to these games. Um just because as even though the MLS does not doesn't rank this as a a rivalry, it, it totally is. I think it's turned into a rivalry game.
1: A lot. Yeah. Not not even mentioning the uh Fraga Proud Boy versus Chara and all that tension in history there that yeah, the, that I think FO Proud, still Proud and won't Chara talk about. It's
0: always there and I think Chara overall is just, you know. He was assigned literally to to make Reynoso's game yes. a little less, and for a while it was not succeeding. I think um, Reynoso got the best of him, but as we know, you know, I think you texted me, right? Um, I was like, "How long? How long?" Can oh, yeah, keep yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then I said, "End of the first forty-five minutes." <laughs> you
1: were boy, that was that was some serious the Nostradamus. Uh, premonition there, my guy. I mean, I, like, we haven't seen it before. You you nailed it. Um, yeah, this was just bananas though to watch it go from the like basically the first touch of the entire match and then end up in the net. It was just like, oh, god, yeah. And I think a eight ride. minutes
0: later, I mean, um, I think, I think these last couple of games or this July schedule has really been good for our offensive threats to get to m- more comfortable and build confidence because they're scoring goals. Yeah, so I think, um, I think uh the one who's benefited the most is, is, is Amarilla. I think that uh
1: definitely
0: I was trying to talk to Isa and G if I if they understood what a, what a beinado in soccer means, right? So kind of like a comb over, right? Mm-hmm. And he literally just like uh when he ran to that first post and combed the ball over to fragapane, I was like, That was a beautiful header goal. I mean, that was a good set piece. We usually don't really score off set pieces or have corners, but that was that was great. And Diving header. That, for yep. for it there in the yep. eighth minute. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, was, and, it was awesome. And and I think that, like you said, that set the pace. But we yeah. also know that, that Portland really plays like Minnesota United in the sense of they like to use the fullbacks to push yep. up and press and to get into the offense. And from the beginning, like you knew, it was like if that was going to be the game for both teams, this is going to be a wide open game.
1: Yeah, you're right. They're very balanced too. Like they're almost kind of mirror images of each other in a lot of ways. So spoiler alert, it's no surprise that it in, in that respect, I suppose, that it ended a tie, but we'll get there. Um Chara, aforementioned Chara. Actually both Charas end up with yellows, but the Diego gets the first one in the seventeenth minute because of course he does. This one was uh is this the one where he just launches uh Reynoso over his shoulder? Yeah, he literally just like, it looks <laughs> like he was did like an arm throw. Like he he did. Did like an
0: arm throw, and looked looks like I, he just threw him over.
1: I, I don't remember what I was looking at, but I was looking down, and I looked up, and I saw Reynoso basically vertical with his head down and his cleats and his feet up as he was flying over his shoulder. I was like, ooh. I, I'm glad he landed the way he landed, because, man, if he would have landed on his shoulder or his neck, that would have been terrible.
0: Yeah, no. And I think, and, and I was surprised that um Reynoso didn't retaliate yeah, that too. He's, he's well known for doing that, specifically after a hard foul. But I think he understood that that was, was going to happen a lot, and yeah, they started they started dribbling at the yellow. And I think a lot of this is just, um, you know, this was a great game to have on, on national broadcast because that's right. So wide Thank open. you. Yeah, ABC. Yep, it was so wide open. It, it it literally is more more about offense and less about defense.
1: Um, <laughs> what defense? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like. Speaking of which,
1: so yeah, go good. ahead. No, as you no. say, it's a good good transition. No defense, more goals. Uh, probably one of the the highlight of the match. Uh, we got Bongi with his first home goal. It was a beauty too. Uh, again, Reynoso in on it. Gets a cross. Um. Fragapana gets the first piece of it and, and hits it and it hits the post and he's just in the right place, right time to kind of oh. uh, garbage, goal clean it up. Yeah,
0: no, I, I love the overlap run by DJ Taylor. And I think that's the other thing that we're mm. also getting comfortable with is our fullbacks are, are getting into the the offense a little bit more than we than, than they have been because yep. of our lack of Metanier and a lack of Chase Gasper and, and people who are comfortable with that information and, and what to do in those situations. So DJ Taylor put that ball nice and low. Fragapani's backheel. Uh oh well, I apologize.
1: God. So so it was Taylor. It wasn't Reynoso that put it yeah, in. Yeah, it was bad. Taylor. It Thank
0: was, you. It, was uh, it was Fraga it was back heel that hits the goalposts and then Yeah, that uh, was sick too. And 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 is able to put it away. I think it's like one of those things.
1: Oh I yeah, know. I was gonna say that Wonderwall was going Bananas. I mean, as yeah. you can imagine, everybody was very, very happy for. I him. was
0: surprised no one jumped on the field. I thought people were going to.
1: It. <laughs> it, it was a great moment, and uh, good on him. That's that's two goals now in two matches for our our extremely skinny little South African guy. Like I, it was the first time I got to see him up close, like just ten feet away from me. Man, he's he's a tiny dude. He needs to put on some muscle. Gotta get that it's boy like- some some vegan protein shakes. <laughs>
0: All I know is that he reminds me of like his like his style of play just overall, it just reminds me a lot of playground play, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you go to Potterham Park on a Sunday and just pay, pick pickup games and, and you that's and you what we used to, to do. do, do. You and I. And I think that's uh that's one thing. He's getting more confidence. And I think that's what this whole schedule of July was. Like these are teams mm-hmm. that are beatable, these are teams that should be have a good result against uh. And if you're a good team, you should be able to do those things, and we have. And I think I think my favorite goal was literally um uh
1: Amarillo's goal. Oh, take it away. Forty first minute right before halftime. Yeah, this, was, I mean, this I think, this is a fun one to watch. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: I, it's because like we we've talked about it. Like, you know, both Minnesota and both um Portland like to push up their fullbacks to be part of their offense, specifically if the move is if the ball is moving forward. And this is what happened. It was in literally almost at half line, their defensive line was moving up. And Reynosa was able to dispossess a player and, and just play the ball into space. And Amarilla was kind of jogging to it. It was like is no one gonna come and challenge. And then he just took it and he took it down the wing. And he was one he, he, he took on a defender, he cut inside, and I thought he was gonna do what he's been doing lately, which is make that pass. Me too. But no, but he shot that ball. That was a but that was a tight angle, game. man. Beautiful tight angle. And, yeah. and that probably, you know, was a big confidence booster. And um, we all saw on TV the display of his own um, his own tattoo, uh, the L.A. symbol on his neck, which we'll talk about another but it in with neck tattoo. Oh, yeah, we'll, absolutely.
1: Um, Let's save that for the end. Yes.
0: So but I, I thought at that point you're up three one. Right. Yep. Um, you, you play decently. And that's when you kind of text me. It's like, how long before they can hold them? I said, <laughs> 45 minutes, you know, end the first half. And we'll see. Right. Um, because Portland, Portland is extremely well, just like Seattle on the counter. Yep. Um, and I think that's one of those things that 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 needs to be. um watch out for and our defense wasn't playing the the, the greatest as well either
1: so. i wanted to mention really quick before we get into the second that Bongi almost had his brace uh it was in stoppage time i don't remember this where i i don't remember if it was a header or a, a low shot or whatever I, I just remember it was very close to off, off of a one-timer that he just barely missed yeah i think it was a volley yeah thank you mm-hmm. yeah a low volley right. it
0: was a great hit but just not not at the yes anchor.
1: so three to one at halftime we were already kind of doing the setup, the traditional Minnesota United setup. Um, second half kicks off, and almost mirror image. It's not 30 seconds; it's like four minutes. But it's it's once again Blanco catches everybody asleep, uh, gets his second for the brace, and all of a sudden it's it's three to two. At this moment, there go. I, I had I had two teenagers to my side. They were probably. I don't know, somewhere between your your daughter's ages. And clearly they I don't know if this is like their first or second match, but you know, they're not super in tune with, with the team or everything. <laughs> and one of them goes, Oh, what are they doing? What is happening? I can't believe this. And I was just like, Oh, you sweet summer children, you do you, you don't know about the traditional loon's second half collapse. Oh, to, to be so innocent and, you know, to, to, to not, to not be so uh, uh, destroyed by reality in the world. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and it,
0: and it is, I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's a question of how long can you maintain that energy in that pace. Right. And hmm. with our, um, with our midfield depleted with injuries, it's uh um, it's interesting. I think a lot of people may not give credit to the work Will Trapez and the errors that he may make, but he is he is needed um, you know, in that midfield to be able to solidify uh some of that stuff. I think honestly, I like Robin Lude playing that deep because he really functions as a like a I don't know, like a like a nine point nine nine a version of a number ten, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you kinda have two number tens on the field, right? And I think yep. that's what's also made Reynoso a little bit more, um, more viable, um, and freer, uh, is able to just, you know, have someone else that can connect those passes. And I mean, Lude, is not not shy about throwing his body weight around.
1: You read my mind. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He's dishing it out.
0: And if, and if Ariaga and Rosales are not willing to do that, he's willing to do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, to be honest, I've had conversations with people about this, and they don't agree with me, but that's fine. Like, if I were to going to, if I were going to give like who has been the MVP of the season so far, I, people would say Reynoso. I'd say Lude and then close second Reynoso or DSC. I think those are the ones that, that do that.
1: Just a, uh, aside here, a, a footnote, Robin Lude was re signed by this club and good on him because there was interest from Europe. I, I don't remember if it was Serie A or Bundesliga. There were, there are a couple of teams that were looking at him. So, Good on him to get him get him back in the on, – on, get that pen on paper and uh, keep him around. Well, he, um, he works well
0: for in the MLS League, and he works well in this team. So, I mean right.
1: – Let's, he's let's do – so. so, literally four minutes later, uh, 53rd minute, there wasn't that much of a break. Oh, uh, this name. Uh, Noez Goda, he's one of the defenders, uh, sneaks in a header off of a free kick, and all of a sudden, Rodrigo, within four minutes, it is tied – 3-3 three, three, <laughs> traditional Minnesota United Second half collapse full effect. Yeah.
0: I was uh I was texting with some folks in Nubia who was in class and I was like, I swear if this ends up 6-6, I'm going to laugh the whole time. Because at that point, it was it had a total the the total it was the right weather for it to become like some you know MLS after dark before. 4 p.m. type of thing where, like, everything goes nuts, you know, as we asked to call it, um, if we agree to call it uh, on Twitter, afternoon, the uh, darkness, like defense darkness, right?
1: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, so. um, I- I'm going to ask you for some help on this one, because it was a little hard to, to tell why exactly what happened Maybe you caught it on the TV. There, there were some, there was a lot of, uh, uh, we're trying to see in sequence back-to-back injuries that happened over like a five-minute period uh Bongi gets taken out pretty hard uh goes down clearly in a lot of pain i i, I saw them do a concussion protocol thing with him waving the finger make double checking him um and then he comes off and then goes back on and gets taken down again a second time and then and then I, I, there was another one of was i'm somebody else also gets taken down so yeah. I don't know. Is, do, you want to, do you want to talk about what happens there in those like well, five minutes? I, I think, they were I think the
0: up. you know, regarding to the uh concussion protocol, like he took a hit. Uh but I think also too is like it's 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 hard to ask a I don't know if we call them medical professionals, but to be able to assess someone in such a short time, right? Concussions and blows to the head have different um, have different effects and players and people have different reactions to it. Some of them are delayed, some of them are not right. Uh, some of them will be just fine and some of them won't be right. And I think that's that's one of the things that that I, that that kind of was in that. And I think it's just it's just the. The atmosphere at this game, it was very chippy, it was very aggressive, you know, and I think yes. I think that's why I keep telling us I, I kept asking I think I tweeted at the MLS and just said, and it's like, seriously, can we just have this be a rivalry instead of that SKC barbecue pizza thing we do every, yeah, yeah. every week? Yeah, agreed. It's like,
1: the, the stupid friendliness rivalry, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think agreed. this is
0: a rivalry. Like these teams, when they come to play each other, you don't know what's going to happen. I think that's yeah. what makes it exciting about it. But at the same time, it makes it, you know, it makes it entertaining.
1: Um, yeah. And
0: this was, you know, like I said, a, a game to be seen on TV. This is one the one to put up. Right, I so a lot other talked about that,
1: the other Chara shortly thereafter gets yellow, I think, for one of those in, in that five minute period we're talking about. So, yeah, there was double Charlie were yellows. Just, uh... Um, right in front of me, shortly this must have been like the 60th minute ish. Um, Bongi has this gorgeous cross that amaria just devastatingly heads, and you know, good on the, the uh, Portland keeper, he does stop it, but. Ooh, for a second there, it looked like that was gonna that was gonna be the one because man, he got up and that neck was all the way back, had the perfect snap, and oof, it would have been really pretty because it was like right in front of the Wonder Wall. It's really pretty. Um, sixty-fourth minute. Again, maybe I'll throw it to you, Rodrigo. Maybe you saw this better on replay. Uh they in the stadium they called it as a Blanco goal. Uh, we came to find that it was more of an actually it was an own goal off of Lawrence. Just deflects it with his foot and just kind of squeaks right by uh DSC, which, you know, sucks for him. Uh, there's not a lot you can do there. But well what what did you see? I think you probably got a little more detail. Uh, it was
0: a deflection of Lawrence and it just happened to go right at the uh post that he was covering. So DSC didn't really first of all, like a keeper should should really should really cover their post a lot more. I think he was just surprised and he wasn't ready for that. And it hit his it hit him and then bounced back in. And so I think that's why he was um, he was upset about that, because, you know, honestly, you know, you took this own goal away and they win for, you know, they end up winning four three or, you know.
1: Yeah, th- this was deflating like the stadium got very quiet, when all of a sudden they're they're leading now for three with, you know, less than a half an hour to go. But not to be outdone, just for a little more insanity, all of a sudden, again, just to remind people, it was three to one loons at halftime. And now it's four to three with 20 minutes to go. Um, 69th minute, they do get this connection together. I kind of use that first one as a setup. It is Bongi, Damarillo once again. And this header does go in, Rodrigo, buries it really nice. Uh, Again, right in front of us four, four. And, uh, that would, that would essentially hold. That's your final.
0: Yeah. I think what's really interesting about this fourth goal is that, um, like what you want to teach folks playing is like, if there's a ball coming in and you're closest to the first post, your job is to redirect that ball somewhere, somewhere either behind you or somewhere else up, because what's happening in that moment is as the ball is coming, the defense is shifting towards where the ball's coming. If you redirect that ball, you 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 bypass those defenders. They don't have enough time to be able to get their feet set and doing that. And uh with that one, uh Amaria was there at the right time and he was able to put it away. And um I you know, I, I have to give credit to to Minnesota, specifically that second half. So they fought back to be able to get that ball and that goal. But like as we said, you know, like I said, like I said at the beginning, it's like this was going to be an open game, and when it was determined early, it was going to be an open game by that first goal. We knew that literally anything was possible. You know, like Kevin Garnett after winning the championship, Boston Celtics. Anything is possible. That's literally <laughs> what this game was about. And yes, you know, tying four-four uh, is uh, you know crazy, mm-hmm. right? But a point is a point, and what is the point you your accumulating? So. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and especially against the team that's always been a pain in the ass to this team, and and again, yeah, like we've mentioned, they're almost mirror images of one another. They're so similar in a lot of ways that it feels fine. Like three points would have been great, but it's like an eight-goal match. You take a point, fine, move on.
0: The the one thing I did appreciate, and um, and I kind of borrowed off Rivon uh, let uh, You know how they do the the rap chant, right, with the count?
1: Oh yeah. I started ah, doing ah, something
0: ah. similar with because we have, have three mates, right? So it's one mate, ah, yeah, ah, Maria. Two mates, three. And when uh, and when Benitez came in, it was like no, three mates. Ah, ah, That's mate, so. well,
1: four. You you've got you've got Fraga Pane and uh and Reynoso too. Yeah. So yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, Benitez. So Alan Benitez makes his debut, comes in for Lawrence shortly after that uh, last goal. The Amarillo goal, I think it was. Um, Here's what I can tell you about him. Two things Uh, in terms of getting forward, like you were talking about. This dude loves to give forward and he's quite fast. I know I noticed his speed and and he does a good job getting back too. So in both directions, his speed Um, appreciated that and the, the second thing which is actually before it even goes on when there were the the subs were warming up in front of us i was i was very drawn to all of his tattoo work and body art i think we have a new tattoo admit champion admit it you found it sexy a little bit yeah well he, here's here's the thing so i think there are other players that probably have more arm tats than him potentially but he has multiple neck tats i'm assuming that there's back situations and maybe front situations happening that are covered up by the, by the kit. But the kicker, and you can kind of tell I put, I put this little photo in for you go? is the legs. He's got fully tatted legs, up up like from the uh, thighs to the uh, down closer to the heels, like there's a lot. So like, I'm not exactly asking for this, but you know, like the the Yakuza do their traditional, like they wear like a little loincloth so you can see their full body tats. I'm not asking for it, just to be clear. But if we get this guy, like, a training thing so you can actually see most of his body, I'm just curious how much is actually fully tatted because I think we have a new Tattoo King, Rodrigo, for for this team.
0: I, I, I think his tattoo tattoos, uh, I mean, he's got, like, he's got the, I don't know, man, this, he could be an extra in, in a Hollywood film where Danny Trejo is in it. Oh, right? yeah. Perfect just villain. By the tattoos, right? Perfect yeah. villain, totally. yeah. 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 yeah you know because he's got the you know he's got the oraciones or the or, or the writing on his arm and, the, and then his wrist has the has the um what is the the rosary so it's like coming down his hand i'm like yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah no this guy <laughs> this guy this, this guy's gonna be it and, oh. and, I, and i'm glad that we were able to pick someone up that you know had can, can provide that that recovery period for the other folks that have been playing way too much this season, like the DJ Taylors and Lawrence's, um, you know, um, uh, and you know, the thing is, is, is mostly is, I think, um, uh, it was a very chippy game. It was eight goals and I think nine yellow cars. Yeah. And so it was a very wide open game. So because of those nine yellow cards, I think we don't have Reynoso, Lude and somebody else for the, uh, Colorado away game. And, that should be interesting. So you
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, look good. Uh, I'll say. I'll say you look good. You know, both tattoo wise and on the pitch. So it's good stuff. And like you said, more mate. Lots and lots of mate. Yeah,
0: yeah. We should get some yerba mate in the stadium. I'm still <laughs> mad that that for the Everton friendly, they they passed out on a great opportunity to have empanadas versus meat pies. I just don't know why why they weren't they weren't thinking of that.
1: I get on him. Um, there Let's talk about some MLS stuff. Um, it, it's it's just hilarious to me that Minnesota United's still trying to find this this new other striker to to give him a a break, some backup, and then Austin just picked up uh, Emiliano Rigoni. He's an Argentine. Currently was at São Paulo, and now he's coming up. He's really good too. I've seen this guy play. He's usually a winger. I want to say he plays on the right wing, but then he'll he always cuts in, and sometimes we even uh, switch and play like a second striker. And man, would have been nice. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It would have been really nice to get this guy, but wah wah. Let's do. Um, I, I didn't put all the, the MLS wrap in here for, from yesterday. I don't know if, if there's any particular ones you want to you want to look at. Um, I mentioned that uh, San Jose and Salt Lake was a two-two tie, including an absolutely incredible defensive goal line stand and save from. I I, I didn't get the player's name. I don't know if you saw it or not, but keeper's out. He gets in there. He stops the shot. Shot goes over his head, looking like it's gonna go in. So he's like basically on his butt, and he's able to still volley the thing out before it goes in. Yeah, on I his saw butt. that. That was crazy. Amazing, amazing. So yeah, pretty pretty spectacular replay. It's just to watch that. I don't that know, happen. like
0: I feel for SKC because they've lost so many players, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I'm pretty sure like Johnny Russell just wants to have the season just be over so he can go ahead and prepare for next season and. Yeah. I mean, that man's like, who does not want that man on on a, on a team? So I don't know where this contract situation is, but I would love to have Minnesota United start shopping within the league to get players that have experience instead of looking out so much. So mm-hmm. but we'll see. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Gonzalo Higuain like woke up and realized that he's still a professional soccer player and had a hat trick yesterday, including just an absolutely bombastic free kick that he smashed that thing so hard. I don't know if you saw the one where it, it hit the back net and rolled all the way out. He had so much power on that thing. It was it was a pretty beautiful one. Um, watching
0: him and uh Juan Chope play because they're old guys and like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's just fun watching be like, oh yeah, maybe I could do that
1: someday. Yeah. It's like I mean, he just my... realized that mid-season he's like, "Oh, that's right. I'm I'm still playing. Okay, that's right. I'll, be, I'll score yeah. some goals." <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm I'm more I'm more than sure that there's something in his contract that he has to score like, you know, ten goals or, or six goals. Be to do, do yeah, it's probably
1: four. and He just knocked out three in one match.
0: He's like, "Oh, he's like, oh yeah, let's just score here. One, two, three. All right, cool. Uh, now I can go back to my uh, my uh, Ronaldo, my Ronaldo uh, belly exercises." <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas got a win yesterday, too. and I just mentioned this just to look at the West. Um, LA, LAFC earlier what had was, beat what Seattle. What was the
0: final of the Dallas game? Because I was watching. 1-0,
1: uh, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, because Franco Hara scored that, that 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 goal, and that was that was impressive. And mm-hmm. people were telling me that we shouldn't go for Franco Hara. I'm like, well, I mean, he's playing a different system, and right now, it's not Franco's chances to play, but if he comes cheaply to become a a backup forward why not
1: <laughs> yeah one nil was the final so you got lafc with 48 austin with 44 and then it starts to get tight 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 like we talked about minnesota 35 dallas with the win yesterday is right there as well with 35 salt lake with the tie 34 um nashville 32 portland 31 so that mid-range three to seven is, is still Way up in the air and uh Minnesota have Nashville in two weeks, so that'll be a pretty big match. Yeah, Anything we'll else see for? where
0: we're at um health wise as well too. Mm-hmm.
1: But That's all I got for this unless uh how we doing on our uh on our Euro situation here.
0: Uh we're going we're in second overtime, second okay. half.
1: still we'll, we'll talk one-one. about it in a sec. Uh let's take a break and we'll do our internationals. Thank you very much for listening
0: to that show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. It's international news section, but before we jump into that, I just wanted to quickly talk about uh, this game that we watched, this um, NWL game. I was able to catch part of the Angel City and All Rain uh, me and my wonderful wife we were watching it um uh, we caught it right when uh I think it was in the 50th minute when Angel City was up to nothing against All Rain and we saw probably one of the biggest comebacks I've seen in a while um in the 54th minute Josh Fishlock scores 54 then as All Rain is pressuring the heck out of the ball the ball gets recycled out of bottom, out of, a, out of a cross. sofia Huerta, really literally outside the box, upper 90, just releases that ball. I mean, if that goal isn't goal a week, I honestly, or goal a year, uh, is that, uh, you know, my friend Alex Manning, who is a, who is, um, who's at a stay in Minnesota. He's he's also done some refereeing, but he's a big um, uh, Seattle uh, sports person, was like, we were tweeting back and forth. It was like, that was just, that was just amazing, and then to have it in right. This game was super fun to watch. If you get to get to replay, go ahead and do it. Uh, but then Tobin Heath literally comes in the eighty third minute, right? And you're thinking about it. You got Fishlock, you got uh, Lucy. No, Lucy's in uh, Lucy's for Angel City. You got Fishlock, you got Huerta, um, and you got Tobin Heath, and you got Rose Lavelle. And it's just it's this, this team is getting stacked. And Tobin Heath takes in a, a volley cross literally at the 89th minute and volleys it low and megs the keeper as they're falling out to try. And, and it was, wow, like, you know, seven minutes. That's all Tobin Heath needs is just seven minutes. And that big smile that we all love seeing on Tobin Heath, the knowing that she's having fun, returns. And that was the end of the game, man. That was awesome.
1: I was just looking at the standing. So they range jumped up to fourth right now. Um, San Diego still number one, Portland two, Chicago three. Uh, there's there's still some matches happening today. So that'll might have a little bit of movement there, but get on them. Um, okay, we have a, we have an update here, but first let me set this thing up. Um, so it's interesting you've talked about the goal of the year because I will also give you a candidate for goal of the year. And it was from the semi-final between England and Sweden by Russo this absolutely gorgeous shot that is she shoots first it's blocked it goes right back to her her back is to goal it looks like she's running away from goal she backheels this thing Rodrigo and as if scoring the backheel wasn't enough it's a backheel plus a meg absolutely gorgeous sick 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 sick. oh I think I put it up like two or three times at least because like how often do you see that? A back heel go every once in a while, but a back heel plus the meg. Well, mm, I mean, that's that's that is rare. Like, that is Rousseau, rare, like, that is rare. Been
0: playing with Manchester United Academy Club for I don't know. I, I would want to consider them as a, as a long lifer, right? They're proud of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you ever watch, uh, ESPN has like these series, and Abby Wombach had this series called Abby's Places, and it's all about soccer and women's soccer. And there was a mm-hmm and interviews them about that. And that was just funny to be able to watch her get interviewed at Manchester United and then all of a sudden just uh, watching that goal. And for the update right now, uh, I think Kelly scored and now England's up 2-1. There
1: you go. I was just going to mention, so Germany, well, England beats Sweden. Obviously, 4-0 crushes them. Germany beats France 2-1. That sets up where we are right now like Rodrigo said, what, what time here? One something, right? We're in the, we're in the
0: Yeah. Okay. So 13 right now. So, okay.
1: Getting close to the end of second stoppage then. So maybe this thing won't go to PKs, uh, two to well, one up to Germany. Right
0: we'll see what Germany can do.
1: Yeah. It's been
0: a very yeah. chippy game, which you, you totally expect it to be, but.
1: Yeah. As I was gonna say, any history between England and Germany? Rodrigo? Oh, no, there's nothing. <laughs> nothing. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll give an update before, uh, as we kind of move through here, maybe we'll have a final. Yeah. Um, speaking of final, Copa America Femenina wrapped up. Uh, we had semis on Monday with uh, Colombia beating Argentina okay. 1-0 and then Brazil beating Paraguay 2-0, which set up the, the, the third place match between uh, Argentina and Paraguay, which Argentina won 3-1. And then we had the final yesterday with uh, Brazil and Colombia. And I will say this. I, I watched a little bit of highlights of this thing. Very balanced match. Colombia deserves the accolades. They came to play. They played Brazil hard. Brazil only won off of a PK from Devinha towards the end of the first half. And that was it. 1-0. So, obviously, parabéns, Brazil. Champions, great job. But I, I, it, I can't say that without saying how well... Colombia played, and how deserved Colombia was to be in that final and not make it easy for Brazil. I
0: think I think you're right. I think um, you know back when this was this plan was in the making, which is pre-pandemic, and then taking a break from pandemic, we were we were worried that the promise that Comebol had had made that there would be a Copa America femenina continuously, right, uh, would would not happen and i was impressed that they pulled it off but like i said i mean this is talking about um other teams being able to to play up and and, and challenge right i mean four years ago when we were watching this on facebook right <laughs> on facebook live we were like oh yeah right, Bra- there's no way brazil brazil gets like brazil was blowing out people 6-0 every other way yeah. too but yeah. And The play of Paraguay. The, my my uh, my my surprise for me was Venezuela. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew Colombia had a decent team, but they 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 were strong throughout the whole time. Uh, I think Paraguay has also been always strong. Um, uh, Argentina is always there, but I always think that you know these other teams in 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 South America are beginning to to pay attention, and I think that's what we need, right? That's what I want. I want this game to be able to be in a good place. Uh, and be competitive, right? Because I think Definitely. we all benefit from watching great, great soccer played by women, but we also, but but also their federations benefit and their development benefits. Yep. So, I 100%. think that's...
1: Um Colombia and Brazil should be mentioned were, were the two undefeated teams throughout the group stage, so kind of made sense that they would, they would be finalists there. Uh, Brazil did not concede in the entire tournament, Rodrigo. 20 goals, zero goals against. That's pretty badass statistic
0: i mean when you play peru you know you're you're bound to score six right so just
1: just take that one in the face pal um the cool thing about this too to what you were you were talking about in terms of um of growing the game and growing the tournament uh, you've got obviously the champions, Brazil, also Colombia and Argentina are now qualified for the women's world cup. So good on them. I'm, I'm not sure if, I don't think they take fourth or maybe fourth goes to a uh, playoff. That would be Paraguay. I'll um, we'll have to get back on that one, but those top three are in. So good on them. Yeah. Um, good.
0: No, I was just saying, yeah. I mean, I think, Do you know about
1: think- the fourth place, how that works.
0: No, I don't actually. I'd have okay. to do some research, but if I do, I'll put put it on the Twitter. But I, I think yeah. I think it's best when you have something to play for. Yeah. Right. So, like for example, the the uh, the Concacaf, you know, you Olympic spots, right? That was complicated, mm-hmm. but you played for it. I think that, that complicated. Was complicated.
1: <laughs> it was complicated. It was complicated. It was totally yes. I mean, we were we were working it out in real time last week. Just like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Copa do Brasil. Uh, Quarterfinals, let's see, Flamengo and Atletico Paranaense tied nil-nil. These, these are double legs, so uh, that's just the first leg there. The big surprise is Atletico Paranaense and Corinthians. I think everybody, including myself, expected Corinthians to win this thing. They did not. Uh, Atletico Paranaense pulled this thing off 2-0, which is, you know, being the crosstown rivals from Goiás's Portuguese club, like, I'm not supposed to go for them, but then once our guys get knocked out, it's kind of like in terms of state pride. I feel like I kind of have to go for them. And the fact that they're now two up going into the second leg, I'd love to see uh, a Goya's team be in the semis and maybe in the final. So they have a good run. Uh, Sao Paulo also beat America, Minas Gerais 1-0. And Fortaleza hosted Fluminense and Fluminense won 1-0 there. So we'll go through, excuse me, second legs uh, coming up. And then we'll be in semis. So this one uh kind of moved through our slack and I saw it but it didn't have all the details. So appreciate Patron Justin getting in and giving us the uh the breakdown and <laughs> in his very uh very concise way. <laughs> That's sarcasm that <laughs> he does. He's a very, very smart dude, and we really appreciate it because he gives all the details. But uh UEFA was is investigating these pro Putin chants uh directed at Dynamo Kiev. So all the teams are going on their tours, doing their preseasons or whatever. And this, we actually have two points here with Dynamo Kiev's preseason. So the first one, this is the bad side of it. Um, they were in Turkey and they they beat them. This was actually for a, uh, a Champions League qualifier. It was, right, against against Fenerbahce. And so they win. And because the supporters are just basically mad that you know they're going to be out of Champions League or whatever, some of them started chanting some pro-Putin stuff. Uh, 2-1 was the final. And then, I'll just read a little bit of the statement that Fenerbahce puts up here. They say, um, blah, blah, blah. At Fenerbahce Sports Club, whatever the reason it may be, the reaction coming from one section of the stands is unacceptable. However, uh, maligning all of our fans and attributing to Fenerbahce Sports Club responsibility for an incident which is in no way represents the attitudes or values of Fenerbahce Sports Club is neither a fair nor equitable approach. Uh, At this point, we condemn blah, 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 blah. Um, convolve the involvement uh, in this incident, but also efforts to set an agenda that will lead to misunderstanding and politicization of this affair. Hereby, we take this occasion to once again remind the public of Benarbache Sports Club that sports and politics must always be kept apart from each other. That's hilarious. They included that. Um, so kind of not an apology apology <laughs> they're not really saying they're sorry it's a statement that's what it is yeah it's it is a statement so then they kind of start to double down and kind of dig their own hole uh yeah. the president of the club says quote we will not apologize to ukraine for the putin chance on the contrary the Ukrainian ambassadors should apologize to us so really dig it in the heels unquote um and then uh justin mentions that one of the uh who is this this is um San Okar, uh, he's a Beskitas fan, but also just a politics guy. And he says, quote, all they had to do was say they're sorry. No one blamed the club itself. It was awful, but it was a momentary action of a minority of fans. Now it looks like Fenerbahce have actually gone insane. They are behaving terribly and can't really complain if UEFA throw the book at them, unquote, which, I mean, it's spot on. It's true. Dig Uh, dig
0: deeper, dig deeper. That's right. Had them an excavator instead of a shovel
1: yeah how much worse can you make an already crappy situation so as 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 bad as, as as you know we're on the minnesota united fo almost weekly on this program it's important to point out that things can be worse so please don't do this and then ufc fo don't go down this road um on the positive side of this that's the negative Poor Dynamo Kiev gets all this. So, so that that happens in Turkey. And Then they go to, to England and they play Everton. And there's kind of this beautiful moment where uh, Everton win this match, by the way. I think 3-0 three, three was the final. But they let a supporter come on full kit to take the last PK. And this was a guy that uh, he flew to Poland to help. Uh, Ukrainian refugees when things were really really hot and heavy and they needed help and he just went as a volunteer and so they recognized him both clubs recognized him and then I think clearly they they talked about this that you know it wasn't going to be a surprise or whatever yeah so just random supporter dude that kind of put his life on the line to help a bunch of uh, Ukrainian refugees goes out there and scores a PK pretty cool moment
0: another cool moment England won it the line it it's over huh.
1: The lionesses did it there you go thank you yeah well congrats now, now we're gonna hear it's coming home it's coming home for like the next month not stop,
0: that's so. okay as long as it's Ready coming home because the women brought it home because the men can't do it yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah well said that that's got to be the rebuttal every time yeah yep yeah no great, um, game. great game i'll have to go back and watch some of those highlights we are doing it congrats to english women it's awesome um, okay, I'm very in the league because you're already looking at it here but I was very surprised this blew right, back, by, right by me and I don't know if this is our good story or just who knew ending uh, I I forgot Dani Alves was playing in League Amiakis for Pumas I saw him come on my feet and I'm like is that Wait, Dani what? Alves? Exactly thank you okay I'm not alone so, yeah you look at the photo there there's Alves is kit. still playing? Yes and at Pumas What's going on? I know. So you know I feel we need much to get better. Here? Feel much better. We need to get our next expert. Yeah. I completely I missed it.
0: Yeah. I think, I think, I think he's back from it, their trip to, uh, or wherever they usually go. Right, uh, right. We should we should get him in the podcast just to be able to give us an update on some of the stuff that's happening up in Liga MX.
1: I mean, I, I really, really like this player. I've, I've followed him most of his career. I loved him when he was on the SO and at Barca and everything like that. Yeah, then he was a great
0: player, but to play in Mexico, that's it.
1: I he just completely blew over my head. No yeah. idea until I started. I saw him get. I saw him playing, and then I saw him post-match interview, and I'm just like, what? You sure it wasn't <laughs> a charity was all of that? <laughs> no, man, no. So there you oh, go. Look at
0: that. They're they're, itchy, they're etching England's name onto the cup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, good on him, go Danny Alves. Well, that, I,
0: mean, I, that I, means he's I assume he. But, that means he's closer to Danny Alves at the MLS.
1: Well, I assumed he'd finish up in Bahia, which is where he's from and where he started in in uh, Brazil at home. But I mean, actually, oh. they're in they're in Segunda now. They're in the, the second. Yeah, year. I don't think maybe I don't that, think that maybe Danny that's Alves why. Right. I think
0: if Danny Alves could play segunda he might just, you know, he might be worth the whole roster money. <laughs>
1: Minnesota United make it happen. No.
0: Well, I mean it's the same thing with Luis Suarez, but right? all the rumors for Luis Suarez playing in the MLS and he ends up playing for his home team uh back. I mean I I, I don't think those those uh those rumors are are, are fetched I think overall I think I think people and let's just talk about this cuz it's kind of like world and, and Minnesota United later there is a daily was it Daily Mail UK or Daily Mail I had an interview with Heath regarding his views on the MLS versus mm. the respect that it doesn't get otherwise, right? Well, but, I don't know if you're um, about this. Um, yeah, I'll post a link uh, for you. But uh, pretty much the interview, uh, the synopsis is that uh, Heath is talking about the MLS that it's 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 a league that people are dismissing when they shouldn't be dismissing um, because a lot of these MLS players are now you know making their way to european team rosters right and so that's 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 one of the things but also it's it's a much different life right i mean one day you can be playing in 95 degree weather right and then um next next week you're playing in colorado with like you don't know what three thousand altitude well altitude right it's like it, it's a it's a long switch you know in in, in europe you can you can travel easily. San is not that hard, but over here it becomes a little bit more of a of an issue. And I thought it was a there were some good points being made. I thought you know that was fair, but I I also think you know that people discredit the league. People keep thinking this is the 1996 league that me and you grew up on, right? Like, uh, and it's not now, right? Uh, sure, there's parity in this league. There's no pro rel, so that's a different conversation you can always get into. But overall, there's talent. If there wasn't talent, why would we have players coming out of here going play in the Bundesliga or other places? Right? I mean, that's. I was that's just laughing reality. at
1: it. Conversation you can get into, but probably don't want to.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can. It's one of those. It's one of those conversations that just circles itself back and forth until somebody else buys another pint, and then much. two pints later, you're 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 still back at the same conversation with no <laughs> result.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, on that note. Pro Rail USA, come at us. Um, I, that, that's about all I got for the week. You know, speaking of Colorado, I will be in Colorado next week, so uh, you and Bridget will be driving, and I'll probably be on the following after that. So I'm taking a couple off. But uh, you know, listeners, if you've got questions, comments, whatever it is, please send them via the sh- socials or or email, yeah. and then I'll show you at Gmail.
0: Also, let us know if you're going to be attending all the MLS All Star events. I oh, yeah. you know that. Um there's I know the cooligans will be in town. Mm. Uh some of your favorite folks. I know the MLS realtors will be in town.
1: Yeah, it sounded like extra time doing something over at the Blackheart. Yeah, Go so on.
0: this should be some some good time. Um, and then we'll see what else on it. Um
1: maybe you know, can get a uh, get David Goss to talk a little bit about uh yeah. Colmeble recording. I'm gonna get David, record, guys, I'm gonna get David Goss him.
0: drunk. That's what I'm gonna do.
1: Well, okay. Do that first, and then, then get out the voice them. recorder. Voice exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Perfect.
0: Be like, what do you think of Koma Ball? Well Yes.
1: Yes. And so hundred yeah, percent That's patron content right there. That's right. Uh patrons, thank you. Listeners, thank you. Rodrigo, thank you. Uh Minnesota, what is it? Patreon.com screw it up every day. Patreon.com back backslash MN football show is where I put some of the outtakes and other things. And yeah, that's that'll do it for me. Yeah. And us. And you guys will you guys will do what you got to do in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll make a cameo at some point, but I'm thinking I'll That's be right. pretty busy. I'm, I'm just, I'm just mostly, you know, this will be my first flight in three years. So um, I might have to go get some gummies here before uh, we go just for the. No, you flight. can, right? right?
0: Now you can in you Minnesota, can. you can get all the gummies you want.
1: Sure can. And then just, as soon as we just, touch down in, in Colorado, I can, I can take it up a notch.
0: <laughs> you just don't end up in some back. <laughs> gas station you know utility room waking up and then having to know where you're where you know you have to go to the airport in like three hours i just i don't want to hear the end of that story no, no.
1: so so some little village carved into the side of the mountain by that's a bunch right. of uh
0: you come back with a neck tattoo and we don't know what the initials mean that's what you're gonna yeah. do <laughs> that is your goal come back with a neck tattoo uh, but we don't know what the initials mean
1: yeah yeah perfect <laughs>
0: Knowing, all right, well, knowing you, probably be some 311 reference. That's probably what it'll be.
1: Hey, man. Um, excitables. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said the excitable ones. The excitable uh, ones, that's what they call us. Uh, all, right, all right, that's it for me. I'm out of here. Yep. Thanks, Rodrigo. Take care, Thanks, everybody. Everyone. Ciao.